everybody, and welcome to Exploring Middle Earth Podcast. Today's episode, we are doing the Kingdom of Rohan. Just kind of a little deep dive into it. What it is, who it is, what it do, yeah. who it do. Uh, just wh- the ins why, and outs and all arounds. Why it do. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm here with my co-host and wicked smart friend, <laughs> Jay. You wicked smart. Wicked, yeah. My boy is wicked smart. <laughs> Um, and then I'm also beside myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and my With name is Grant. smartness. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, yeah, so we're going to get into the Kingdom of Rohan um, as kind of part of our little series on different kingdoms within Middle-earth. And uh, Jay's turning me down. I'm um, turning both of us down <laughs> because it's just a little hurt my ears. Yeah, so I'm going to start off with some facts because uh, you know how facts. that's how I do. It's just straight-up facts. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Rohan is a name coined by the steward Pallas of Gondor, who was the son of Kyrian, who you've probably heard of. He's a very famous steward. I'm going to try to remember that because I feel like that might be a trick. Okay. Um, which was, uh, and so Rohan was a Gondorian Sindarin word. So it's basically, uh, Sindarin was used a little bit in Gondor, but not a lot. And because it wasn't used a lot, the dialect and the words kind of changed a little bit. So it's a Gondorian Sindarin word. And it comes yes. from the traditional Sindarin word, uh, Rokand, meaning horse country. And, horse it's country. Been, and it's been softened to Rohan. So it basically means horse country. So um, yeah. it was originally the province of Kalinarthan of Gondor. And its borders were the, um, uh, were the wedge of the little wedge of land between the rivers Adorn and Isen um, in the west and in the south. Um, or in the north, it is south of the Misty Mountains in Isengard, and then also the River Limlight, and it went around Fangorn Forest as well in the north, which was mostly untouched by the Rohirrim because they were afraid of the Ents. Um, and then it went all the way south to the White Mountains um, and east to the Anduin River, uh, the cliffs of the Emmy Mule, and the Entwash and the Maring Stream. So, yeah, so it's just a nice little grassland yeah region just sounds like a happy place to be happy place happy place happy face face happy place happy face yeah uh and it was divided into several smaller fiefs these were the east eminent and the west eminent eminent meaning uh grasslands like eminent doom sure Uh, eminent and then i said the wrong word yeah and then these were also divided into an east fold and west fold um there was also the wold which was to the north of the East Eminent and between Fangorn and Anduin, and also the Fold, which were considered the royal lands where the king and his family lived uh, near the Vales of the White Mountains. And then just some notable settlements uh, were like Helm's Deep, Isengard, Bedaris, and Aldberg. And Aldberg was the original capital of Rohan before uh, Edoras and the Golden Hall of Meadowseld was built. So yeah, that's just a few little facts and different things about Rohan. They're good facts. And Jay, why don't you take it away with some background? Okay, so we're going to give some background on Rohan. Um, Rohan, Rohan or Rohan? Uh, let's just stick with Rohan. Rohan. Yeah. yeah, let's stick with the right way to say it. Sorry, guys. Um, well, is there... Hear, hear me out, though. Okay. That's all I got. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Rohan, it would have like a little accent in it. Yeah, Rohan is just the way I pronounce it wrong. Rohan. Rohan. Rohan, like know. Han Solo, kind of. I guess it doesn't really matter. H-A-N. Yeah. I don't know. Those are two different franchises. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, also disclaimer: I have the sniffles right now, so if I don't mean to offend if I do any sniffles during the my speaking time. No offense taken so far. Okay, it's okay though because it's clear snot, which means I'm healthy. Just oh, so you guys all know. That's good, Jay. Yeah. Do you think it's just like a little allergy or something? I just I got over cold a few days ago, but I'm just getting the whoosh out. I did too. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe we had the same one. That'd be sick. That'd be oh. awesome, man. We just fist bumped because that was so cool. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're we're, uh, we're both uh, recovering. Um, cold. Cold addicts. Cold addicts. We're addicted to the cold. We're addicted to the, yeah. It's I mean, it is January. We're down with the sickness, yeah. Yeah. Well, what's funny, too, is we were we were sick at the same time. Yeah, it's but. It's just funny. It is funny. And we didn't even see each other for like two weeks. So. Yeah, so. Well, two weeks exactly because we last time we saw each other was the last podcast. You know but what? That's insane. We don't need to get into the nitty gritty of our personal yeah. lives. Let's get into the nitty gritty of Rohan. Rohan. So, um, it all started in the 12,000s. 1,200, sorry. 12,000. 1,200 of the Third Age. The king, the kings of Gondor made close alliances with the Northmen of the Rovanian. In... Yes, we talked about this in the last episode. So hopefully you all watched or listened. Listen to Sorry, my bad. Yeah, some of this is going since Gondor and Rohan were yeah. are so similar and tied to each other. Some of this is going to be a review. Um, but there's not going to be a test, so it's not like you're reviewing for a test. Yeah. You're just reviewing for a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the Northmen, uh, just a quick sidebar, the Northmen are considered middlemen. And they were after the Dunedain, the most no- noble men of Arda and believed to be descendants from the same group of men as the Adine. Yeah. Okay, so in the 2000s of the Third Age, not regular R-Age, in the 2000s, a remnant tribe of the Northmen that called itself the Eothid, right? Eothid? That was pretty close. Yeah, Eothid. Eothid moved from the valleys of the Anduin to the northwest of Mirkwood, uh, clearing out what remained of the recently defeated uh, Witch King of Angmar. Uh, east of the Misty Mountains. Um, the Witch King of Angmar, you know him from the movies, mm-hmm. from previous podcast episodes. We did a whole episode on the... Uh, the Nazgul. The Nazgul. It yeah. was a uh, spooky episode. In the meantime, the Gondorian province of Kalanarthan Kaled- yeah. uh, was deserted by the Great Plague, deserted by the Great Plague and during the time of the Watchful Peace, uh, which you know about from the previous episode. Um, the local and the local chieftains. So there was it's pretty much empty, and um, that's how the Dunlending Dunlendings gained control. Um, so I'm gonna quick read a passage from uh, the Unfinished Tales. Uh, this is uh, what chapter? This is the battles of the Ford of the Eisen, Fords of the Eisen. Um, let me just get myself situated. Okay, yeah. So this is uh, this is just a quick. Proof of what I just said. Good. So, uh, starts out. But during the Watchful Peace from 2063 to 2460, the people of the Kalandron... How do you say that again? Kalanarthon. Kalanarthon. Sorry, dude. Yeah. No. People of the Kalanarthon dwindled. The most vigorous... The more vigorous year by year went eastward to hold the line of the Anduin. Those that remained became rustic and far removed from the concerns of Minas Tirith. The garrisons of the forts were not removed. Were not renewed and were left to the care of local hereditary chieftains whose subjects were more, were more and more mixed, more and more mixed blood 
for the Dunlendings drifted steadily and unchecked over the Eisen. So the Dunlendings just were like, hey, we got this thing we can get at. Let's do it. So that's what they did. And um, also during that time, uh, during the time of uh, Kirion, the steward of Gondor, Kalis, oh my gosh, dude, I can't remember the name. Kalinarthon. Kalinarthon uh, was overrun by the Balcloth. Balcloth. Which is a uh, eastern, a tribe of the Easterlings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in twenty five oh nine, Kyrian sent summons to the Aeothed uh, for aid in stopping a combined invasion of men from the north, east of Middle Earth, in the orcs, in the orcs from the Misty Mountains. Borondir reached Ariel or Eor, 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 the young king of the Aeothed, who answered the summons and arrived unexpectedly at a decisive battle in the field of Celebrant. Yep. As a reward... Aw. Yeah, he was just... Like a little... I mean, they, he were, they worked hard. So, as a reward, Kyrian invited Errol... Errol... Yep. Sorry. Yep, that yep, just yep. looks so funny. No, man, you got it. On sure. Amon Anwar, over the tomb of the Elendil... Of Elendil, not the Elendil. Er, of the Elendil. And he swore mutual alliance and cooperation between the two peoples. The steward also gave Ariel, Eorl, sorry, dude, Eorl, the deserted but fetal uh, area of the Kaladron. How close was that? <laughs> Kalanarthon. Kalanarthon, uh, to take as their own and repopulate. Nice. They wanted him to. Uh, uh, oh, what's the thing that God says at the start? Be fruitful and multiply. Be he fruitful and multiply. Yeah, there you go. Be fruitful and multiply. So I'm going to pass it back to Grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the beginning of, or like the background of Rohan before it was made. And now that uh, Eorl the Young um, has taken over Kalinarthon from the Gondorians, um, he moves all of his people, uh, the Eothead, uh, south into this wide land because their land was beginning to uh, become overpopulated. Yes. Because um, they're just in kind of like a narrow river valley, basically. Um, so, yeah. After the uh, Dunlending, Dunlendings, <laughs> Dunlendings, um, after the Dunlendings were driven out of Kalinarthon, Euro moved his people there, um, and that became his kingdom basically. So he went from lord to king, basically. Um, that kind of sounds like a downgrade, but you know, sure. But it's um, not. Sorry. No, My no, no, no. I didn't sure. mean to interrupt you. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so then that's when, uh, um, like I said earlier in the, in the facts, when the steward Hallis, uh, the son of the steward Kirion, um, who took the oath, um, he coined the term Rohan so that that was basically, and then the, the Aeothea just took it as their own kingdom's name as well. So they called their kingdom Rohan and then they called themselves the Rohirrim, which literally means the people of Rohan, yep. um, the people of the horse country, and then their language was Rohiric. So, um, yeah, which was basically just Old English. Um, yeah, so uh, Eorl moved his people there, drove out the Dunlendings, and then they began to populate it. Um, and Eorl also built the first city of Rohan, which was Aldberg. I mentioned earlier that that was oh. the first capital, and that was the one that Eorl, the young, had made. Um, and I mean, not all of the enemies, like the Easterlings and the Orcs, were gone. Um, they were still kind of roaming around, especially in the east by the Anduin River. And Eorl lost his life fighting the Easterlings in the Wold. Um, and then more people kept coming 
uh, from the north from where they used to live, um, even into the days of the second king, Brego, who was the son of Eorl. Um, Brego defended the borders against the Dunlendings and the Easterlings, and he drove the remaining orcs and the Balkoth off the wold. Uh, Brego also built the Golden Hall of Meduseld and made Edoras the capital of Rohan. So then after, basically after Eorl, then Edoras was made the capital of the throne of the king. Yes, um, sir. And then we got... Yeah. And then we got um, uh, King Aldor, who I believe is Brego's son. And he, I think he was called Aldor the Young. Let me just make sure real quick. Aldor the Young. Or not Young, the Old, my bad. Uh, he died when he was 101. Oh, that makes sense that he's yeah. the old. Yeah, old boy. Yeah. Uh, he was he was basically the founder of the Golden Age of Rohan, um, and he pretty much uh, completed the dispatching of all the orcs and the Easterlings in, uh, in the east by the river. Um, Finn is getting frisky with Jay. Yeah, I'm um, sure trying to control Grant's dog. Yeah. No, that's my apologies. She just loves you every time yeah. you're here. She's She's trying to kiss you. Let me kiss you. Yeah, just... She's trying to get my snot, dude. Just politely <laughs> tell her to leave. Hey, please leave. Hey. Good job. Can you, ah. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Rohirrim began to increase in numbers because now they had a land in which they could repopulate. And also they were quite safe, especially with the um, Gondorians next to them to help them. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, yeah, so he uh, drove out all the Dunlings... Dunlendings, like I said, and Rohan continued to prosper until uh, or during Goldween's rule, um, which be basically basically means friend of gold in uh, Rohirric. Um, but now, because they were prosperous and they were they were doing good, they're feeling good, man. Um, they started to kind of uh, get a little complacent, and they weren't yeah. they weren't watching the borders as well. You're too comfy. Um, yeah, that's basically what happened in Gondor. Yeah. Um, to and the Dunlendings slowly began to return um, to the northern Westfold um, across the rivers, uh, Isen and Adorn again. Um, and then they also settled around the area of the Ring of Isengard, which was just inhabited by a few like hereditary chieftains and stuff like that and a few people. Um, and then a powerful... Dunlendish, Dunlendish, oh nice, force had been established, and King Deor was forced to ride northward from Edoras to defeat his enemies. Um, but unfortunately, he was unable to recapture the Ring of Isengard, and it kind of fell to the Dunlendings, and they began to uh, grow in population and in power over there, and they kind of took over the control of that, uh, basically the tower, Orthanc. Um, yes. Yeah, so that, that first line of kings, like a few of them I mentioned, lasted for about 249 years until the very last king of that line, the ninth king, was Helm Hammerhand. Um, in the Third Age, 2758, Rohan was invaded by Dunlendings under Wolf, son of Freka. Um, Freka. <laughs> Freka. And he was of mixed Dunlendish and Rohan blood. Uh, and the king, Helm Hammerhand, took refuge in the Hornburg um, until reinforcements from Gondor and Dunharrow, a refuge of the Rohirrim. Um, yeah, Dunharrow was a refuge of the I was just, like trying to read what that yes. meant. I was like, okay, yeah. Um, until reinforcements arrived a year later and defeated the invaders, 
Um, and in a daring raid, Freilaf recaptured Edoras and managed to reclaim it. He eventually drove the Dunlendings back across the rivers Isen and Adorn, uh, which freed all of Rohan and brought it back to the Rohirrim's control. The, the name Freilaf? Freilaf? Yeah. It not only sounds cool, it also looks cool written out because it has two of with E and the A of the accent. Yeah, it just looks cool. Yeah, Starts with F, ends yeah. with F. Um, and just a little bit more on that, too. I have a passage. I'm going to read about it. But... um. Uh, so Freca was a man of great power. He ruled um, some lands on either side of the river Adorn, um, and he was of mixed uh, blood of Rohan and uh, Dunlendings, and he claimed to be a descendant of the king Freyawine, or Freyawine, sorry, that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. Um, and he was the one who asked, he went first to King Helm, and he asked for the king, um, king's daughter to marry his son, Wolf. Which is also a sick name to just call your yeah, name. Yeah, W-U-L-F. Yeah, that's the old Which English is even way. cooler. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Helm refused because he didn't like Freyka, and then he killed Freyka for insulting him, which then caused Wolf to launch an invasion. Would, so. would you name one of your kids Wolf if you had a kid, if you had the opportunity? If I had the opportunity, yeah. If Maddie didn't say no, because I feel like she would say no. Um, yeah. You know what? Yeah, and then during during also during the uh, the raid on uh, Helm's Deep, which it was named after King Helm, mm-hmm. um, his sons Haleth and Hama were killed. So those would have been his heirs to the throne. And then yeah. Freilaf is the next king, and he's actually uh, Helm Hammerhand's nephew. Mm-hmm. So um, let's see. Also the uh, Helm's Deep used to be called the Suthberg before it was known as Hornberg or Helm's Deep. Um, because people, like, if you if you were reading about this story, you you might be wondering, or, like, in the in Lord of the Rings, you might be wondering, like, why is it called Helm's Deep? Who is, who is this Helm? Yeah. And then uh, you read about it, and it wasn't always called Helm's Deep. It was called the Suthberg. The Suthberg. I wonder if... I don't know what that means, though. I know sooth means truth because there's, like, soothsayers, but I wonder if... It's spelled a little different. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so now, yeah, now i got a passage to read. Um, this is from the appendices. Appendices. This is from my appendix. Whoa. Okay. I had them removed, and Grant's reading them now. Yeah. Um, of the kings of the mark between Aeorl and Theoden, most is said of Helm Hammerhand. He was a grim man of great strength. There was at that time a man named Freyka who claimed descent from King Freyawine, though he had, men said, much Dunlandish blood, and was dark-haired. He grew rich and powerful, having wide lands on either side of the Adorn. Um, near its source he made himself a stronghold and paid little heed to the king. Helm mistrusted him, but called him to his councils, and he came when it pleased him. To one of these councils, Freyka rode with many men, and he asked the hand of Helm's daughter for his son Wolf. But Helm said, you have grown big since you were last year, but it is mostly fat, I guess. <laughs> and men laughed at that, for Freyka was wide in the belt. So he's a, he's a big boy. He's a big old boy. Then Freyka fell in a rage and reviled the king and said this at the last, Old kings that refuse a proffered staff may fall on their knees. Helm answered, Come, the marriage of your son is a trifle. Let Helm and Freyka deal with it later. Meanwhile, the king and his council have matters of moment to consider. When the council was over, Helm stood up and laid his great hand on Freyka's shoulder, saying, The king does not permit brawls in this house, but men are freer outside. 
and he forced Freca to walk before him out from Edoras into the field. To Freca's men that came up, he said, Be off, we need no hearers. We are going to speak of a private matter alone. Go and talk to my men. And they looked and saw that the king's men and his friends far outnumbered them, and they drew back. Now, Dunlanding, said the king, you have only Helm to deal with, alone and unarmed. But you have said much already, and it is my turn to speak, Freca. Your folly has grown with your belly. You talk of a staff. If Helm dislikes a crooked staff that is thrust on him, he breaks it. So, with that, he smote Freca such a blow that his fist, or with his fist that he fell back stunned and died soon after. No, that's pretty sick. Just that is pretty killing sick. A, killing a dude just by punching him in the face. Yeah. Um, Helm then proclaimed Freca's son and Nierkin the king's enemies, and they fled. For at once Helm sent many men riding to the west marches. And then, don't worry, I've got a little bit more to read. Okay. But it's good stuff. Four years later, 2758 of the Third Age, great troubles came to Rohan, and no help could be sent from Gondor, for three fleets of the Corsairs attacked it, and there was war on all its coasts. At the same time, Rohan was again invaded at the east, and the Dunlendings, seeing their chance, came over the Isen and down from Isengard. It was soon known that Wolf was their leader. They were in great force, for they were joined by the enemies of Gondor that landed in the mouths of the Lefnui and Isen, which are rivers, mm-hmm. if you couldn't guess by the Isen. Isengard. Yeah. The Rohirrim were defeated, and their land was overrun, and those who were not slain or enslaved fled to the dales of the mountains. Helm was driven back with great loss from the crossings of Isen and took refuge in the Hornburg and the ravine behind, which was afterwards known as Helm's Deep. Helms. There he was besieged. Wolf took Edoras and sat in Meadowseld and called himself king. There Haleth, Helm's son, fell, last of all, defending the doors. Poor guy. Yeah. Uh, soon afterwards, the long winter began, and Rohan lay under snow for nearly five months, from November to March. Um, both the Rohirrim and their foes suffered grievously in the cold, and the dearth that lasted longer. In Helm's Deep, there was a great hunger after Yule, and being in despair against the king's council, Hama and his young er, Hama, his younger son, led men out into a sortie and foray, but they were lost in the snow. Helm grew fierce and gaunt for famine and grief, and the dread of him alone was worth many men in the defense of the burg. He would go out by himself, clad in white and stalk like a snow troll in the camps of his enemies, and slay many men with his hands. It was believed that if he bore no weapon, no weapon would bite on him. Then the Dunlending said that if he could find no food, he ate men. That till, dang, yeah, what the I know, just pretty crazy. What man. The I heck? told you it's good. Yeah, that tale lasted long in Dunland. Helm had a great horn, and soon it was marked that before he sallied forth, he would blow a blast upon it that echoed, <laughs> that echoed in the deep. And then so great a fear fell on his enemies that instead of gathering to take him or kill him, they fled away down the coombe. One night men heard the horn blowing, but Helm did not return. In the morning there came a sun gleam, the first for long days, and they saw a white figure standing still on the dike, alone, for none of the Dunlendings dared to come near. There stood Helm, dead as a stone, but his knees were unbent. Yet men said that the horn was still heard at times in the deep, and the wraith of Helm would walk among the foes of Rohan and kill men with fear. So yeah, that's the little... That's crazy, man. Um... Oh, also I looked it up. Suthberg means southern fortress. If you that know. makes sense. Yeah, that's what it's not anything cool. Just very specific of what it is. But it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. L- l- let me gather myself real quick. I'm just trying to 
put a bookmark in. Okay. And, and then I just got like a little section and then I'll hand it off to you. Hand it off to me. Um, yeah. So where did I leave off? Okay. Yeah. So, um, the Rohirrim, uh, after that, uh, siege of Helm's Deep and kind of driving the Dunlendings out or most of them, um, the, the Rohirrim now kept a strong force in the, uh, North, um, Whoa. Whoa. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I got confused where I was for a second. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so yeah, they kept a strong force in the north um, of Westfold, uh, where all the Dunlendings were. Um, but at the time um, of the King Fulqueen, um, they, the Rohirrim needed the help of Gondor to drive some of them from the area because they were starting to gather again in great numbers. Um, and luckily they were successful, but the people who remained were largely of mixed blood and not loyal to Edoras. So they were, um, especially after Helm killed a lot of them. Um, and then it was soon after this that Saruman arrived and he took over Isengard because it was mostly abandoned, um, or left to the Dunlendings. <laughs> and, uh. Um, so, yeah, he took over Isengard and he was welcomed um, because he was, well, he was a wizard and he's got a lot of power and a lot of influence. Um, and so Gondor and Rohan both welcomed him and uh, and Rohan was still recovering from the war. So they needed a strong ally in the north. So now the history will be turned over to Jay. Jay, what do you got? You know what? I got an exciting section for us coming up. But first, before that, let's go to an ad break. Yeah, that's probably a good idea, man. And we'll get back to you guys afterwards. Hey, everyone. Have you been wondering where you can see the behind the scenes of this podcast or correct us when we inevitably get something wrong on the podcast? Well, I'm here to let you know. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle underscore earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth. If you don't want to look those up, links to both of those will be in the show notes. Okay, welcome back. Um, yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the ad. I should probably update that ad. It's just the same Instagram one. Nah, man, don't, don't fix what ain't broke. Is that what? Yeah. 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 Yeah, you got it. Thanks, man. Okay, so we're gonna start with the history, right? Or military history, right? History. Yeah. Yep, sorry, I got I got two sections coming. Up. I got dazed and confused. Um, as Rohan was still recovering, uh, Rohan was still recovering from the war with the Dunlendings. Hostiles remained at the western borders uh, for two generations. During the coincidental conflict, many thousands of orcs tried to claim a refuge in the White Mountains and troubled the Rohirrim. Brita, is that how you say it? Brita? Brita? Yeah, Brita. Brita. I would like say. A, like the water filter. It's either Brita or Bruta. I'm going to say Bruta. That sounds that's cooler. cooler. If I remember. Whoa, we both think it sounds cooler. That's so yeah. cool, man. It must be really cool, though. Bruta. Bruta fought them off, and when he died, it was believed Rohan was free of orcs, uh, but they were not entirely driven from the White Mountains until Third Age 2864 by Folka. 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 During Thangal's reign, a mysterious northerner, call, northerner calling himself Thoringil entered his service and rode with him for some time. Do you remember from uh, our last episode on Gondor who I told you uh, Thorangil was? No. It's Aragorn. Oh. 
Wow. Yeah, he's a mysterious northerner. Well, I got surprised two times because I'm just bad at remembering <laughs> things. Yeah, there you go. Early onset dementia. I don't know. Yeah. Just kidding. Too early yeah. to decide. To too deserve. early to know. Too early to know. Too early to care. <laughs> too early to know. Too young to care. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so, yeah, around 2960, Saruman started to harass Ro- Rohan. Um, it didn't take him that long at all. Yes. We don't know what type of harassment, if it was physical or emotional. Or Mental. Sexual. Whoa. Verbal. Uh um, telepathical like you were just doing to your dog telepathically harassing your dog to yeah to i was i calm i put i put my hands on her head and i was trying to calm her down by by bringing positive vibes into her head harassing her with positive vibes yeah um i think that's the best way to harass someone is just with positive yeah a just a disclaimer a positive we, attitude is contagious disclaimer we don't condone harassment but if you do harass people harass them with positive vibe positive vibes yeah only positive harassment around here yeah okay so yeah so he started to harass them and in 3014 uh he began using his influence to weaken the king theoden as as a part of a campaign to invade or take over the kingdom what would he do with the kingdom though uh i don't know grant do we know yes we do he would uh, take control. So in, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. He, no, you already know what happens. I know, no, man. I know. I know. He takes control and then he starts to make orcs and tries to take over. He gets corrupted. Yeah. Um, we could do a whole episode on Saruman. Yeah, because there's a whole thing going on. Um, also, this may be uh, not a very well-known fact, but um, it's about to be. Yeah. <laughs> The two towers, right, is not Baradur and Orthanc, so it's not Saruman and Sauron. What the heck? It's actually Minas Morgul and Orthanc. So oh, wow. it's like the the city of the Nazgul. Yeah. And Orthanc. It's not a very well known fact, but because people would think like, oh, Saruman and Sauron are like connected. They're like communicating with each other, looking yes. for the ring, and both wants it for themselves. So it's kind of like a battle of the two towers. I got a cough. Hold on. <coughs> okay. <laughs> Lingering cold. Um but yeah, it's actually uh Minas Morgul that it is that referencing. Is, that that's the second is tower. Interesting. Because Minas Morgul means tower of sorcery. Yeah. So it's a tower. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, uh I got a fun fact about two towers, but it's with the movies. But it's actually with huh? the time. The the two towers. When did the movies come out? Let me see. The two, two towers two. was like two thousand one. Um. Do you know what else? Do you know what else happened with two towers in two thousand one, Grant? Oh. Oh. Do you know what else? Grant? I yeah I do. Yep. Um. So <laughs> let me see exactly when. One second. Man, something got into my throat. Oh, it's a, it, so two towers came out two thousand two, um, December eighteenth. Um. But in between the first movie being released and the second, the nine eleven happened, and people were calling for them to change the name of the movie oh, because yeah. they thought it was disrespectful to what had happened. Well, if you don't know what happened, uh Google 9/11. If you do, uh, you don't it's pretty sad. Yeah. Um but the obviously they didn't change it because Tolkien did not know what was going to happen when he wrote the book. Yeah. In the 30s or 40s. When did he write the book? In the 40s. 50s. 
Well, it was released in the 50s, but... Oh, right, yeah. He was oh, probably he, working on it earlier than that, but yeah. Yeah, okay, well... We'll figure it out later. Right? That's... At least we're on the other side of it, and we know that they didn't change the name of it. Yeah. So, Saruman... crazy. Saruman was going to take over the kingdom? Yes. Right? So, in 3019, he launched a full-scale invasion of Rohan uh, with victories. Theoden, son of... <laughs> 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 Theoden Thun. Sorry, a lot of THs. <laughs> there is a lot of THs. Theoden's son, Theodred, uh, was killed during the first battle of the Fords of Aizen. Uh, so that's kind of sad. And uh, defeat at the Battle of Hornburg, where the Hurons, Hurons came to the aid of the Rohirrim. Yeah, those are like the half tree, or they're like more tree than they are Ent. They're like starting to turn back to trees, basically. Yeah, but they can still do stuff, and they did. Yep. And they came to the aid, came to the aid of the Rohirrim and won. So that's what I got for the history. Grant's gonna pick it up. Yeah. So obviously we know that the Battle of the Hornburg was the Battle of Helmsteep. Yes, like, obviously. Big old, <laughs> Gosh, big old battle. Yeah. So now, kind of finishing boy. the history. This is like, I mean, I guess if you were living in Middle Earth during the time of the War of the Ring, this would be modern history. But uh, we're not, sadly. But we're not. So, yeah. So now, after the Battle of Helm's Deep, um, Theoden uh, kind of rallies the Rohirrim um, into a bigger army because now he has more time to gather his army. Before, he didn't really because he was poisoned by the uh, lies of Grima Wormtongue ah. uh, at the behest of Saruman. Wormtongue. Yeah. Isn't there a Harry Potter character kind of close to that name? I feel like there is. Um, I was just looking uh, Wormtail. Wormtail. Which is uh, Pettigrew. Yeah. I always thought, hey, did she did um, J.K. Rowling she take took, that? She took a lot of things from Lord of the Rings. Um, but we're just not – we're going to let it go. We're going to let it go. That's for another time. That's that, neither here nor that's, there. That's for our, um, our Middle Earth and Harry Potter uh, combined podcast. Yes. Which is called – the Harry Earth, Harry Earth, <laughs> Middle Potter. It's it's called Half Blood Elf, Half Blood Elf, and it's like Half Blood Prince, and it's basically just about Elrond and Snape. Yes, well, Elrond is a Half Blood Prince. Yeah, no, that's, that's why crazy. I, that's why dude. I said that. What a connection, Grant. You're yeah. so good at that kind of stuff. Thank you, man. Let's have a moment of silence for Grant. Okay, that's how it. long is a moment? Okay, yeah, there we go. It was just a moment. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, after the Battle of Helm's Deep, uh, Theoden gathered his army, and they made their way to Gondor. And on their way, Gondor. they traveled through the Druidon Forest, where they met the uh, often thought of as a wives' tale, the Druidon, or the Druidine. Druidine is the... Uh, Druidine. What do you call it? The clan? Plural. Oh, that's yeah. what it is. Druidine is plural. Druidon is singular. Um... And then they were also called the Woodwoses by uh, by the Rohirrim. Basically, they're basically kind of like short, stubby Sasquatch-looking people. Um, not not as hairy, but pretty hairy. Kind of like hobbits. Yeah, short and stubby just basically people. like really hairy hobbits, I guess. Yes, it's hobbits if they had hair all over them instead of just and their then, feet. And then like lived in the woods exclusively. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So they met them in the Druid. The Druidine were able to kind of aid them um, in finding safe passage to Gondor because currently there are a bunch of orcs uh, like rampaging across um, eastern Rohan. 
So yes, they make it to um, Gondor and the Pelennor Fields, which is like all the like farmlands before Minas Tirith, um, and they can see battle on the horizon, and oh. they come not too early, not too late, but just at the right time. And this is when I just will be at the right time. Yeah, this is when I I will be reading again. That's great. This is where my bookmark came into play. That is great. Um, so I'm going to be reading a good little section again. Uh, okay. Then suddenly Mary felt it at last, beyond doubt, a change. Wind was in his face. Light was glimmering. Far, far away in the south, the clouds could be dimly seen as remote gray shapes, rolling up, drifting. Morning lay beyond them. Flip the page. The page. But at that same time, or at the same moment, there was a flash, as if lightning had sprung from the earth beneath the city. For a searing second, it stood dazzling far off in black and white, its topmost tower like a glittering needle. And then, as the darkness closed again, there came rolling over the fields a great boom. At that sound, the bent shape of the king su- sprang suddenly erect. Tall and proud, he seemed again, and rising in his stirrups, he cried in a loud voice, more clear than any there had ever heard a mortal man achieve before. Arise! <laughs> Arise, riders of Theoden! Fell deeds awake, fire and slaughter! Spears shall be shaken, shields be splintered. I'm sure he didn't stutter when he did this. <laughs> a sword day, a red day, ere the sun rises. Ride now, ride now, ride to Gondor. And he was actually yelling, but it's just, you know. It's but it we don't want to yell because we don't want to get yeah, too I mean, loud. I'm just recovering from a cold, you know, a sore throat. Yeah. Um, with that, he seized a great horn from Guthlaf. Goofla. That's a cool name. His banner bearer, and he blew such a blast upon it that it burst asunder. That's also pretty B.A. That's a lot, a lot of B.A. things happening. Yeah. Blowing. Ah. Blow. <laughs> that's goaded. Yeah, that's goaded. <laughs> B.A. Um, yeah, just blowing on a horn so hard that it just breaks. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, innuendos there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And straightway all the horns in the host were lifted up in music, and the blowing of the horns of Rohan in that hour was like a storm upon the plain and a thunder in the mountains. Ride now, ride now, <laughs> ride to Gondor. Yeah. Suddenly That's the king inspiring. cried to... S- oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, me, no. It's me. inspiring is what you said, yes, right? it's yeah. inspiring. Suddenly the king cried to Snowmane, and the horses sprang away. Behind him, his banner blew in the wind, white horse upon a field of green, but he outpaced it. After him thundered the knights of his house, but he was ever before them. Aomer rode there, the white horse tail on his helm floating in his speed, and the front of the first Aored roared like a breaker foaming to the shore, but Theoden could not be overtaken. Fay he seemed, or the battle fury of his fathers ran like new fire in his veins, and he was borne up on Snowmane like a god of old, even as Orome the Great in the Battle of the Valar when the world was young. His golden shield was uncovered, and lo, it shone like an image of the sun. My book just closed. <laughs> I you closed, and you still. I still the kept reading. Yeah, and I was like, "Wait, is he actually reading, or is?" I haven't memorized. No, I. It's yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh, I'll give oh, you a million oh. dollars if you can memorize the entirety of Lord of the Rings book. I would do that, but I don't think I would actually get it. So, um, you, so you wouldn't do it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I would do that, but I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the grass flamed into green about the white feet of his steed. For morning came, morning and a wind from the sea, and darkness was removed, and the hosts of Mordor wailed and overtook them. And they fled and died, 
and the hooves of wrath rode over them. And then all of the host of Rohan burst into song, and they sang as they slew, for the joy of battle was on them, and the sound of their singing was that was fair and terrible came even to the city. What song do you think they sing? Um, probably like, uh, like wheels on the bus go round and round, or like that the Grinch on the da 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 da. I saw that because everybody's singing. Yeah, and they're all standing there. They should do a, um, a remake of Lord of the Rings, uh, but like in the old. Dr. Seuss style cartoon. Yeah. And it's a it's a Fahu Fore Dahu or is it Fores or Dahu Dores Welcome Christmas Come This Way. Welcome Christmas Come This Way. Fahu Fores Dahu Welcome Christmas Christmas Day. Welcome, welcome, Fahuramis, welcome. I don't know so how it all Grant's goes. looking at the lyrics and I'm not, yeah. so that's why he's saying words and I'm not. Um, now that I'm looking at the lyrics, I don't like it. They're kind of bad lyrics. They're naughty lyrics. Welcome in the cold, dark night. What the heck? Okay. I'm going to get out of there because that's... <laughs> this is me. freaking me out. Yeah, so basically the Rohirrim fight in the Battle of Helenor Fields and with their freaking awesome cavalry charge, they destroy they a bunch of orcs do. and stuff. Uh, obviously, those Oliphants take out a lot of them because it's kind of hard to charge a bunch Oliphant. of horses at a giant elephant. Um, and then Theoden uh, faces off against the, the Witch King and his fell beast, but he gets Witch killed. Witch King. Oh, um, so that's a big oof. yikes, and then the big lady, oof. the lady Eowyn, his uh, niece, and the Hobbit Mary, uh, kill the fell beast and the Witch King. They finish the job. Yeah, and then uh, Eomer is made king on the battlefield, um, and then after the Battle of Pelennor Fields, um, uh, King Eomer, because now he's king, uh, takes mm. some of the Rohirrim uh, with him to the Black Gate of Mordor and with the uh, into the final battle against Sauron's forces. Um, after Sauron's defeat, the Rohirrim return to Rohan and they renew their alliance with Gondor, um, with Ar- Aragorn, a.k.a. Elisar, um, which kind of recalls the oath of Kyrian and Eorl long ago. Um, and King Eomer would often fulfill his oath uh, to Gondor by following King Elisar into the south and east of Middle-earth um, to pursue the remaining uh, enemies that were influenced by Sauron. Um, and then Rohan began to grow prosperous once more. But that's not all in the Fourth Age, because there were caves behind Helm's Deep, and when Gimli was there, he hid in the caves um, uh, with a bunch of refuges, refugees. Refugees. And um, they, the caves were called Aglarond, or the Glittering Caves, because there were a bunch of minerals and gems that kind of shone throughout the caves. Um, and and then dwarves like that kind of stuff. Dwarves like that. He, he didn't want to mine it. He just wanted to shape it into beautiful shapes and preserve its beauty. So he took a bunch of dwarves with him from uh, Erebor, the Lonely Mountain, in the Fourth Age. And they kind of made like a little colony in the Glittering Caves. And he became the Lord of the Glittering Caves. Uh, just for a short time. Because he ended up going with Legolas to the... Uh, the undying land. He was just the interim lord, and then somebody actually took over. Basically, basically, ba- basically. Um, yes, yeah, so that's pretty much the history of Rohan, as far as we know. There could be more. There's, mo- I mean, there's more. That's a pretty basic 
history. Like it's there was a major. lot of stories that we could have gone deep into, but you know, just for just for the time's sake, you know. Yeah. Uh, but we have a few more things. Uh, Jay, you want to take it away? Because Rohirrim's got some interesting. Well, I think it's interesting military, like. Sir, yes, sir. Uh, what do you call them? Formations. Formation. Uh, yeah, some military stuff. Um, yeah, so I'm going to just give you a quick overview, and I think... Am I doing the whole military? Or you can if you want, yeah. No. We'll see. Because I've got something after that anyways. Okay. So the military of the Rohirrim was commanded by marshals. Not That's a title, not people named Marshall. Yeah. Um, that'd be funny. <laughs> and not the store marshals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... The first marshal is obviously the highest rank. First marshal yeah. of the Riddle Mark is yeah. highest rank in the military. Um, of the Muster of Edoras. Yes, they commanded the Muster of Edoras. Riders of the capital of the capital Edoras in the surrounding lands, including the King's Lands, King's Lands and the Harrowdale. Yeah. In his youth, King Theoden had led the riders of the Muster of Erodas himself, so that no first marshal is needed at the time of the War of the Ring. So, that's why there's no first marshal in the Lord of the Rings, which you probably won't have noticed if you didn't know that yeah. that was a thing. Which is a little Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, a little Easter egg. So if it wasn't you, even Easter, but there's an Easter egg. Yeah, so if you haven't already guessed, the next highest rank is the second marshal. Ah, uh, okay. And then the one after that, can you guess it, Grant? Third. Yes, third marshal. Um, so, the second and third marshal didn't really have fixed duties. Um, the roles uh, changed according to the uh, needs of the time. Um, the second marshal of the Riddle Mark uh, uh, was ba- and was based in Helm's Deep and around uh, during the War of the Ring. It was filled by Theoden's son, Prince Theodred, uh, and later uh, Erkenbrand after the death of the prince. So after he died, Erkenbrand took over. And the third marshal of the Riddle Mark was based at the Aldberg um, in the Fold Day. Is that how you say it? No, Fold. Fold in the Fold, yeah. sorry. That's okay, that should right. be an easy word. In the Fold. And during the War of the Ring, it was filled by Aelmer. So uh, she was the uh, third marshal. Oh, no, I dropped my, s- my napkin. Okay. So after the War of the Ring, the new rank of marshal... The new rank of Marshal of the Eastmark was created for the Eastern Rohan by King Eomer. Uh, the first rider to hold it uh, was his lieutenant, Elfhelm. Does that just mean Elfhelmet? Elfhelm. Elfhelmet? No, it means... Uh, I can't remember what Helm means. Because Helm... Hammerhand. Oops. Let's... No. I totally got this. Elfhelm. I'm looking it up. Finn, dude, or Gal. Um, yeah, so. Let me just read his description while Grant looks it up. Elfhelm was a marshal who governed the riders and other armed men of the garrison of Edoras from 3012 to 3019. He led his arrowed during the War of the Ring 
After the funeral of King Theoden, he was marshal of the Eastmark of Rohan by King Eomer, which is exactly what I just read. Um, but yeah, so uh, well, Grant's still looking that up. I'll just keep moving on. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't really know what it means, man. It's just, uh, it's, it's just a cool name. Yeah. So the riders were divided into one hundred erids. Uh, in the days of King Fulkenway. Fulkenwee. Wait, let me, let me see. Fulkwene. Fulkwene. Uh, a full Arid was defined as 120 horsemen, including its captain. This would imply that a muster, a full muster of riders of Rohirrim would number at least 12,000, if not many more. This does not include the levied infantry, such as the Erkenbrand, led at the Battle of Hornburg. Uh, do you want me to go on to the alliance with Gondor and the war with the Dundalinings? Or... Uh no. Okay, so that's it for military. We pretty much. Uh, uh, I've got, I've got, oh, I've got they, a lead. I've got a lead. What do they say in the military? It says Alfhelm is interestingly um the direct uh hold on like a direct correlation to the Quenya word Eldakar. Oh. Both mean Elfhelm. So they just so it does mean elf helmet. So his name is. L- it's literally there's no translation. It's just elf helm. Yeah, pretty much. That's crazy. I thought helm might have meant something slightly different in old English. That's okay, Grant. You know more than me, so oh well. I trusted you on that one. Yeah. Well. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So now we've got. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Tolkien's inspiration for the Rohirrim, yes. and obviously I, I keep talking about old English, so we know that comes into play. Um, uh, several. I'm just going to read straight from the wiki. Um, several aspects of Rohan's culture and history seem to be inspired by both goths, not like modern day goths like <laughs> wearing all black and stuff, but like the um, Eastern European kind of thing. That's funny. Um, Scandinavians and the medieval Anglo-Saxons. Uh, just like the Germanic Ostrogoths, Rohirric culture was a mounted culture, so they were all on horses. Um, it had separated from the Northmen, moved south, and settled in close proximity with the civili- civilization, which would be like Rome or the Byzantine Rome. Empire. Um, uh, and for the Rohirrim, it was Gondor. Um, especially the Hervarar saga with its Mirkwood, because there's a actual Mirkwood mentioned in some uh, like mythological histories of certain cultures. Um especially Germanic cultures, uh, Gothic horsemen and shield maidens um, in Mirkwood. Uh, they appear to have inspired Tolkien uh, when creating the Rohirrim, although he exchanged the Gothic tongue with Anglo-Saxon, which is Old English. Um, the antipathy between the Rohirrim and the Dunlendings also resembles the historical tension between the Anglo-Saxon settlers of Britain and the native Celts. So, there's yeah, there's a lot of... well. So there's like some inspiration with like some Germanic tribes and also the Anglo-Saxons. There's Mirkwood, um, Mirkwood. from the Hervarar saga and the shield maidens and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's it's all it's that kind of history that I like too, especially yeah, kind of European history. So you know, it's pretty chill. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, so that's all the inspiration for the Kingdom of Rohan, and that's pretty much all we have on Rohan. At yeah. least just a brief history. We could go very deep into it. We could go very deep. Which we're not because... We're not. It'll be a very long but podcast. But do you know what's coming up next? Trivia. Trivia, baby. Uh, so, 
I, from what I understand, we each have three questions. Two easy or one hard? Yep, two easy, one hard. Um, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Um, who are the people living in the forest that King Theoden and the Rohirrim passed through on their way to Gondor? So, just who are, yeah, who are the tribe of people? The tribe of the people? Yeah. Um, through where? They're in that forest on their way to Gondor. In the Fangorn? Forest? No, not not Fangorn. Oh. Uh, who are the people? I oh, shoot. The forest is also named after them. So if I give you the name of the forest, you would definitely know it. The Riders of Rohan. No. <laughs> Eastern Men? No. No. I don't know. Anduin? No. Um. Uh. I don't know. The Druidon. 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 Shoot. I would have also given you Woses. Woses. Oh, that's a good. Yeah. I, I remember that. Wos would. Wos. Wood Woses. Yeah. Yeah. Basically Sasquatch people. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to go? Yeah. I thought that was going to be easier not going to lie, so I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm just dumb. <laughs> um, Okay. Uh, So uh, in the military of Rohan, there's three different marshals. During the War of the Ring, who was the third marshal? That was Aomer, right? Yes. Yes. Congratulations, Grant. Okay. This one should be very easy. Okay. Hope so. <laughs> if you don't get it, I'm, I'm sorry. In advance. Which one of the hobbits of the Fellowship was a member of the Rohirrim for a short time? Is it Mary? War? Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. I'm, I yes. I would have been upset if I got that one wrong. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, okay. Uh, during the time of Kirion, the steward of Gondor, uh, Kalinarthon was overrun by which clan of Easternlings? Uh... Balkoth? Yes. Okay. Dang, dude. Um, and this is your hard one? Yeah. Oh, shoot. I don't think it'll be that hard, though, because we did pay attention to it a little bit. Okay. And I think you looked it up. Uh, what was Helm's Deep called before Helm fought a battle? Then? Oh, uh, Soothbarg? Soothbarg, yeah. Soothbarg. South Fortress. Yeah. Soothbarg. Yeah, because I was going to say, you looked it up, so I feel like, I mean, before we even made the podcast, I was doing trivia and i thought this would be a good challenging one because i was just going to mention it a little bit but then you looked it up what it meant i really i was really counting on and i was trying to remember um the no the meaning of rohan being horse country oh Oh, that would have been a good trivia question i really thought you knew that okay for my last one which is kind i don't know how hard it will be because we just talked about it but it's a specific thing so okay how many horsemen made up a full arid Eorid. Yeah, yeah, I know this one. How many, Grant? It's 120. Inclu- yes. Including the captain, captain dude. Captain, yeah. Nice. That's sick, Grant. You know what? I'll try to make it even harder. Um, yeah, go hard. Okay, so with that fact of 120 horsemen, how many uh, horsemen would be uh, in a full muster of the riders of Rohirrim? Oh. This is an at least number, so. This, is, this will be like the price is right. You got to get... Or no, this opposite of price is right. You got to get the number or higher. So you could say one or more. <laughs> no, you can't do uh, that. Do you want me to give you a hint of no, like no, no, no. the number range? Um, I'm getting there. 
So, so the question was, is like with all of those aerids combined? Yes. Let me see how many. In, into a muster, right? Yes. Muster. That was the question. Um, Do you want a hint? Actually, it's kind of. Let me, okay, let me one. just ask: Is it above a thousand? Yes. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I'm just gonna guess twelve hundred. Yes, Grant. Oh, really? Yep, twelve hundred or more. It's one hundredth part of a muster. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or no, no, sorry, twelve thousand. I don't know why I said hundred. Twelve thousand. You, you were close. That's funny because right at the start of the podcast, okay. I said meant to say twelve hundred and said yeah. twelve thousand. So, oh, <gasps> so that's what I was wondering because I'm like, is it is it made up of like? That's my number. Is it made up again. of like ten Aereds or is it made up of a hundred? But yeah, 100. you just said it's a one one hundred. One one hundred, two one hundred. So yeah, twelve thousand. Okay. Yes. So th- it was definitely above a thousand. That's for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's it. We don't have any current events because nothing really has transpired in the last two weeks, um, other than. I don't know. Life, dude. We oh, got colds and then we got over them. Yeah, there was something on the rings of power, but we can just wait until more information accumulates and we can do another. I saw I saw Nerd of the Rings posted his full review of. Yeah, I never watched it. Um, I did watch it. Uh, the whole ner- thing. Yeah, Nerd of the Rings on YouTube. Uh, good YouTube. Uh, YouTube channel that I watch a lot of. He's got. Well, first of all, he's very good. Trusted um, source. Trusted source. Um. I wouldn't. I mean, like he doesn't focus on Rings of Power, but he focuses mainly just like on lore deep dives, like we do on the podcast. But he does it more in a, like a bite-sized YouTube video. So it's a. I I honestly think he does a lot better job. So yes, honestly. Um, uh, but yeah, so he did like an hour. It was like over an hour. His full yes. honest review on the first season of the Rings of Power, and it was pretty good. I I agree with I agreed with most of his opinions. There was a few things where I thought maybe something was worse than he might have made it out to be, or maybe I thought some something was good which he thought was bad. But um, for the most part, it was pretty spot on. You know what we should do? We should do a because we lived through it, Grant. We lived through all the pre hype of everything and people like, oh, this is gonna suck, and then it came out, and then to like mixed reviews. We should yeah. do a review of what ha- what it was like and what happened. Yeah, because remember the episode we released. B- before the first episode came out, we said that um, the Tolkien like world is gonna change forever now because of this show. Right, and we yeah. were like, it'll never be the same as it is now. Yeah, and now it's not, and we can go back and be like this, and we can be like, this is what happened. Wow, because we were in the trenches. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we should yeah. do that. That'd be cool. I'd have to go back and listen to like what I was thinking, maybe. Yeah, because we did reviews of each episode after yeah. they came out. Yeah, I just want. Yeah, I want to know because I remember there was one time too, like when there was a rumor going around that like the first two episodes it was either like combined or by themselves were gonna be like two hours long. Yeah, and I was like, that's so awesome! It's gonna be like a movie. They're gonna like they're gonna put so much of like the Silmarillion stuff in there so we can get caught up, and it was just like a quick like maybe like five minute montage of like first stage stuff i'm pretty sure yeah and they just mashed it all up into like it seemed like 10 years yeah and i'm pretty sure we uh mentioned stuff about it in our very first episode because we talked about the hobbits 
um, I'm pretty sure we mentioned stuff about like what they had the rights to in the very first episode. Yeah, we did. Because yeah. that was early days when they were still trying to figure out. They didn't know what the story was going to be about. Yeah. All the way back then, huh? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy, man. Times this, have changed. This whole podcast has basically spanned from like the early development of the Rings of Power to the aftermath of it. And hopefully way past. Hopefully we outlive the Rings of Power. We show. will outlive the Rings of Power. Maybe. Yeah. Or at least um, podcast. Uh, I don't know. I am gonna <laughs> say, uh, I'm s- just say it, Grant. I'm still gonna watch season two. I did not. If I had to give my honest opinion, I did not enjoy the first season. There were some enjoyable parts, but on the whole, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Like if I were to watch it again, I'd only watch it to pick at it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but, it looked cool. But I'm gonna watch season two because we're gonna do more reviews of each episode, and we're gonna talk more about it. And yes. we're going to talk about what it's doing good, what it's doing bad, all this sort of stuff. But that's not going to be until like another year or so. Two years, I think. Two years. Or uh, maybe a year. Was it 2024? Yeah. Yeah. So a year. Okay. Basically. Basically. Okay. Um, until then, we will keep doing what we do best. Which is just ramble. And Which is just ramble and lose our places and in our notes. Jay pronounces things wrong and Grant corrects And him. I'll correct him. And then I'll start over and over and over. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then my dog will just start to hop on Jay and try and give him a kiss. Yeah. Um. So just buckle in. This is gonna be the next. This is like the next hundred years of podcasting. This is this us. is a new era for podcasting. Yeah. We're gonna be the first two people to live past a hundred and twenty or something like that. And we'll still be doing. And we'll podcasts. yeah. We'll still be doing. Podcasts. Don't know if it'll be about Lord of the Rings, but maybe old age. Well, it'll be about Harry Potter and Lord of oh, the Rings yeah. combined. Yeah. Well, you know. If you combine those two topics, then we'll have a lot more to cover. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that's crazy, man. And we might include like uh, like dog breeds and like what breed is my dog and stuff like that. I wonder what breed you'll have at 120. Um, I'm gonna have a. Mix. Are you gonna invent a breed? Yeah, I, well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'm gonna have a mix of Chihuahua, Beagle, ooh, ooh. and um, Boston Terrier. Oh, nice. It's just going to be a weird combo. It's not going to make any sense. And it'll be the official Exploring Middle Earth breed. Yeah. Well, uh, see, here the thing is. Because we're going to build a franchise. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to have like a TM trademark on it. Yeah. Um, this is the thing, though. This is a this is new technology because this is 100 years in the future, right? So yes. the reason I said three different breeds all mixed together, it was actually. Oh. Oh. It's actually three dogs Ooh. bred and had one puppy. Two girls or two boys and one girl? We don't know yet. Oh, the technology hasn't come out yet, so I don't know. Could be three boys, could be three girls, could be two girls, one boy. Could, could be, be three genderless. Yes, it could be three uh, cats. They're like robotic dogs. Yeah, robo yeah. dogs. Robo dogs. Robo. That's dog. the future, Finn. You're gonna be re- replaced by a robot. Robot is man's best friend. Yes. AI. This is starting to go off uh, a little bit on the deep end. Um, so we're gonna wrap it up right there. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. I don't know what are we what are we doing? What are we know. doing after this? We'll figure. It'll be a mystery. It'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise to both us and you guys. Um, yes. Maybe we'll do a read through of Lord of the Rings, sort of. Or maybe if we'll you have do, any ideas, just email us. Maybe we'll do. Oh, I I know I mentioned we might do like some obscure characters like uh, like Thorangil and. Queen Baruthiel. Yeah. So we could do something like that where there's just like a little little fun story attached to them, but not many people know about them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Okay. So that's it. Uh, everybody. So Bye. goodbye.